Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today we have our first male guest. I'm really excited to talk about this topic that he chose because it's something that I think I've been seeing a lot with um, several of my guy friends. The fact that not a lot of people talk about sensitivity and empathy in men, it's something usually that women just talk about because we're just known to be emotional and sensitive and a lot of people don't understand how men could feel or even feel more of those emotions than us so this is zach and he is going to tell us about his experiences with being labeled as more empathetic sensitive growing up and i could really connect to it as well and i think it's just great for guys and girls to hear this episode and maybe it could help them understand each other better so i hope you enjoy it Hey, Zach. Hey, Davina. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Welcome to Divine by Healing. You're the first male uh, guest. Nice. How does I'm it excited. feel? How it does feels it good. Feel? It feels good. I mean, I know I've, I've been to a lot of uh, like spiritual meetups and stuff, and it tends to be at least like 70% females. So I'm, I'm used to being kind of the the rare occasion of a male being a part of something like this but it feels good i feel like there needs to be more males that contribute in this in this way i feel like there's a lot more men out there that are more attuned to this than you might assume but they just don't contribute for whatever reason because they feel judged or whatever it might be absolutely and i think you're gonna change that i'm actually really excited to get your thoughts on something a topic that a lot of guys i think hide away from or shy away from because they're conditioned to say hey i'm the man i can't show emotions i have to be strong i have to be um the person that everybody just unloads on and that's not really the truth i think it has to be kind of like a two-way street and in relationships people have to lean on each other and not just unload on the other person don't you think yeah absolutely i agree i mean there's definitely i think there's certain roles that each gender plays but Mm -hmm. i I don't think they're as rigid as as most people would think like i and obviously there's a lot of females that are more masculine and there's a lot of males that are more so it doesn't it's not really like a gender specific thing it just depends on the individual yeah that's true so we're going to talk about sensitivity and empathy in guys specifically so I wanted to know, when did you first, when were you first aware of your sensitivity and your empathy? I would say looking back on it now from a really young age, but I would say the first time I became aware that I seemed to be a little more sensitive than the average person was probably in middle school. Mm-hmm. And that I just, that was the point where I started to realize that my, the, the way I perceived things and the way that I acted was quite a bit different than the Mm -hmm. average male so to speak but I as far as sensitivity though like looking back on it now I I think since basically since day one I've been more sensitive to energy especially emotional energy than the average person and I feel Mm -hmm. like that's like for a long time I didn't really know what was going on so I just thought it was normal but now looking back on it and kind of having more of a fuller understanding of how most people perceive things I've realized that it's been basically a lifelong thing and do you think, like, did you grow up in a home with sensitive parents? Did they, like, nurture that? Or did they tell you to just, like, man up, like, don't cry? What are you feeling? Like, did they put you down for how you were feeling? Or were they really, like, encouraging and 
It was a little bit of both. It Mm -hmm. was, I mean, my dad kind of gave me like the normal, like you got to be a man type thing, but he also was more understanding, I would say, than the average father. Like he, he let me kind of be more, but at the same time, he felt like he had an obligation to kind of guide me towards a more, uh, I guess, masculine way of perceiving things. And my mom, my mom was definitely like more open to it. Uh, but I would say it was like mixed. It wasn't necessarily. Uh, yeah, it was, it was more of a mixed thing. Do you think sensitivity and empathy is, like, genetic? I think there is a genetic component to it, for sure. But mm-hmm. I also think it's it can be something that's trained, just like anything. You can It's like a muscle that you can train. So huh. I, I think, depending on the person, because there's obviously, like, there's, there's examples of people that are born that seem to be sociopaths or psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Like from day one, so I think that's definitely a thing. But I think it's you—you you can train people to be more empathetic and to be more sensitive. Absolutely, yeah. In school, for like for example, in when I was in school, um, people used my sensitivity to put me in like special ed classes, and like I would have like more time to do tests. They didn't, because I went to a Jewish school, so they didn't really know how to deal with me like a public school would. So when I grew up, I was told that, oh, like, I'm more sensitive. I can't do this. I need more time. And that kind of put, it put me down. It was really negative for me. And it wasn't until I got to high school that I had, like, great teachers that just knew, hey, I had a little bit of anxiety with tests. And they really helped nurture me and helped me improve in school did you have that experience at all um yeah I mean there was like I I remember my fourth grade teacher Mm. seemed to understand my sensitivity Miss Nanica I remember her name (laughs) and uh but like not I mean I was a pretty like disciplined kid like I was pretty I would just listen and do what I was told I wasn't I I didn't really like give uh, my teachers any problems or anything Mm-hmm. So I don't think I don't think most good for people, you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think most people really noticed that I was struggling or that I had like increased sensitivity. I didn't really express it. I kind of kept it to myself for the most part. Cool. Have you like learned any tips or tricks on how to like guard yourself when you enter rooms and not feel everybody's energy? Yeah, I, I definitely have. I feel like focusing on my my body and focusing on myself, mm-hmm. like being placing my consciousness in myself instead of focusing so much on what other people are feeling definitely helps and just kind of setting like a boundary energetically and emotionally where I'm not gonna take on other people's energy right uh that would be like the number one thing I feel like it's for me it's it's all about focus and just making sure that I focus on myself and I, I don't place all my focus on how other people are feeling and what's going on around me because if I do that, then I tend to just kind of become like a sponge and just absorb everything's everyone's energy around me. Do you have the um, like if you go to like big parties with like a lot of people, let's say a hundred people, do you tend to get sick after it, like from all the energy? I usually feel run down. Yeah, you feel I'm run down. I'm definitely yeah. an introvert for the most part. I mean, it depends yeah. on who I'm with, but yeah, in general, I I tend to have to recover afterwards. Me too, especially if I do a few nights in a row with a lot of people. I, like, physically get sick 
like a cold or feel like I have the flu. So yeah, I need I've a lot of rest. That before, yeah. It sucks because you just want to like have a social life and party, but a lot of people just don't know the different things that we have to do to protect ourselves. Yeah, it's, it's it can be pretty confusing to a lot of people that uh, yeah. don't understand what's going on with that. Especially with like the hugging and the shaking hands. Like right now, I'm kind of relieved in a way because we can't touch a lot of people. So we're really protecting ourselves spiritually. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Right? No, like look that. at the bright you know, side. Yeah. Yeah, it's given impasse a chance to have an excuse to kind of retreat from everyone and it's yeah. also it's also given a lot of other people that aren't necessarily empathetic or in touch with their energy. It's given them an opportunity to go within. It kind of forced them to kind of go within and face their own issues. Mm-hmm. I oh, it's so funny. I heard that from somebody. You might know her <laughs> okay. recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, because a lot of people don't know that our brains are different than just non-empaths we have more neurons and we feel everything more intensely so that's something also to keep in mind if we're in a room and it's too bright if we're in another room and it's too loud we really have to take it easy yeah yeah definitely yeah so um this is a big question i really feel like a lot of girls would love to hear the answer to this what do you think in regards to sensitivity and emotions what do you think girls need to know about guys yeah, I would say that the first thing that comes up for me is that, that guys care a lot more about the perspective and the opinion of the females around them than mm-hmm. they might assume. I, I think a lot of guys are very good at kind of pretending like they don't care and they like that it's just whatever to them and they do what they want. They they really don't get they they just don't care how other people perceive them, especially females. Mm-hmm. but that that's usually just the front and and guys uh, unless the unless we're talking about like a completely like sociopathic like yeah dude I, I most guys care a lot about how other people feel around them but mm-hmm. they just express it differently and that they feel like in order for them to to seem like a powerful guy they have to be like the leader of the pack and they have to uh just be confident all the time and and be on it all the time and never show any weakness but that the reason they do that is because they want other people around them to to feel like oh they're powerful they know what they're doing right yeah Um, but a lot of times it's kind of distorted and not necessarily like true and that can cause a lot of problems as well because they aren't they aren't necessarily honest with how they feel and so they can kind of sugarcoat things when they Mm -hmm. when it would be better if they would actually be honest about how they feel so true so 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 true um yeah so if you would like you're talking to a bunch of girls right now who are like telling you okay all guys suck they suck like i can't trust them what would you say to them right now Uh, well first of all i would say you have to take (laughs) responsibility for the type of dudes that you attract into your yes Uh, and how and how Pay attention to like your expectations mm, that's and good. what you assume other dudes are like. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of there's plenty of shitty dudes out there, but there's 100%. a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys that say the same thing. Like, oh, girls only care about money and looks. And yes, they don't. They don't that's really... like the number one thing that we I hear now. Yeah, exactly. And so it goes both ways. 
like both guys and girls both a lot of them think that like oh they only care about this or whatever and uh i mean yeah and i would say just and being as a female being having like the the confidence to to share certain things or to ask questions and just mm-hmm. have the have the ability to kind of feel out a guy like not be kind of uh not be hoodwinked or not be mm-hmm. okay. um what's the word i'm looking for like not be um convinced, that, convinced? Okay. yeah like not be convinced that a guy is, is someone else than he really is like right. like to have the responsibility to actually understand like who someone is and not just fall for the traps that they set i guess love that do you think it's really important in order for the guy to be vulnerable for the girl to be vulnerable first yeah, I think that helps definitely. That helps, that, right? that, yeah, I feel like most guys, including myself, usually aren't aren't willing to really open up until we see that the female opens up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it you just reminded me of something that I read in Kabbalah that girls should never assume with guys. They have to just take from take from the guy like what what he gives out first. Don't ever assume you're not in his head. And I think that's, like, a big problem that girls do. It's, like, they just assume, like, oh, because he, you know, texted two words, he's angry or he's pissed off or he's sick of me. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. another thing. Yeah. I think that's – I mean, texting in and of itself is kind of uh, – it's really easy to misinterpret what's going on with texting because you can't – there's no context. Exactly. Real guys call, right? Yeah, yeah. I have, like, a real <laughs> conversation, yeah. Exactly, Yeah. Um, so can you give me some tips on, for the guys on how to be more like emotionally in tune? Yeah, I feel like it really just comes down to awareness and paying Mm -hmm. attention, paying attention to how you feel in the moment, whatever it is that you're doing and seeing the, the strength and the power in actually acknowledging how you feel, how, how it can help you to be a better person. And actually give you a lot more strength than in trying to pretend that you don't feel a certain way to just, like, power through it and just, like, tough it out. Like, in the short term, that can kind of seem like it is the better way. But I think in the long term, it's always better to be honest about how you feel and to use that information in a way that helps you and that you can – it gives you more insight and more information about the better decisions that you can make to – to be more successful whenever it is that you're trying to do great answer great answer so if a guy wants to like grow in his spirituality like what else should he do like what have you done like based on your experience uh well meditation was one of the first things that i started to do on a regular basis mm-hmm. and just getting in touch with the chronic thought pattern that thought patterns that i had and like the ways that i was perceiving reality like that weren't necessarily serving me and then getting in touch with the, the emotions I was feeling on a regular basis. And then just being present to the moment as well, like not thinking so much about the future or mm, like going, yeah, yeah. Or not like going into the past, but just being as focused as I can in the moment and also releasing judgment, not judging people for things. Like, I feel like it's really easy for people to, hundred percent yeah exactly to to dismiss other people for what you consider to be like things that are wrong but you can usually learn a lot from everyone uh if, if you just release that judgment that you have 
so true. Do you think spiritual guys have more success in relationships? Um, I mean, <laughs> when you say spiritual guys, like that's such a broad spectrum. Right. Guys who are interested in spirituality, they meditate, they consult different healers, like they do energy healing, like guys who have an appreciation for it, and that they're curious. How's that? More curious for it. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say definitely, but there's always exceptions. Oh, 100%. I definitely have, like, sp- so-called spiritual friends that mm-hmm. are still kind of a mess, so it really Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah. That is true. Do you think, like, one person, like, in the relationship, one person can be, like, totally against it, and then, like, the other one can be very spiritual? Because I've seen with certain, like, couples one is super 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 on like one side and then the other one's like i don't like who's god like i don't believe in a god like what what are you doing right like, how do you think those relationships work can they work i think they can work at least temporarily because there's kind of a fascination on both sides about kind of like the whole opposites attract thing uh but i i i I feel like long term i don't know if that can really work yeah like i feel like more spiritual people i talk to like when they give their opinions they're like you have to be in a relationship you have to be very similar to your partner like opposites don't really attract in their case yeah there definitely has to be some core similarities i mean there can be a lot of for example with uh me and anastasia we have Mm -hmm. some things about ourselves that are pretty different but mm-hmm. we still have those core things that we value and that are similar. And so I, I feel like the core values have to be similar, but there can right. be a lot of other things that are different that can make the relationship more fun and exciting. Exactly. I'm like passionate and cool. yeah. Yeah. Cause you want that. If it's everything is the same all the time, then you're just probably going to get bored. Exactly. Yeah. Cause some girls are given like the best guys, like treat them well, but they're like, oh, but like, he's he's too nice or he did this like they they still they crave that like uncertainty that like imbalance which is so toxic i think it's like yeah yeah. it's like things should be good things should be easy like sure you're gonna encounter some things but for the most part it should actually be really fun and smooth and calm right yeah i agree i think that i think the only time the girls are well i can't i just from my own experience yeah is that they get bored when the guy is just like overly flattering, like just like, oh, you're so beautiful, you're so great, like never challenges the the girl and like never really. Sp- I think the problem is when a guy doesn't actually say how he feels because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to upset the female. Yeah. That's when it can become a problem. Like there's nothing wrong with like expressing the fact that you think your girl is beautiful or like, oh, you're so wonderful. But it's just, it, I think it becomes a problem when you pretend that everything's okay just to try to make the girl feel better yeah because you need to kind of challenge her because that's how she grows right yeah we all are with certain people in our lives because they're gonna help us grow and i think that's a great way to get people to i'm not gonna say get over relationships quicker because everybody has their own time but make them realize that okay this person wasn't right for me but they taught me a lesson and it's only preparing me for the person who is right for me. Yeah. I think that's the best way to look at it for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've had my, my share of uh, pretty devastating ends to relationships, mm. but I can look, I can look back at it now and see how it was exactly what I needed to grow. And even if, even if the, the person in the relationship didn't necessarily go about it in a kind way or they might mm-hmm. 
kind of cruel or mean, I still see it as it served me. Like, and kind of just taking responsibility again for uh, the fact that I that I do like attract certain people when I create my reality. So therefore, I have to take I have to take it take that into account. Is like okay. What did I learn from this? Instead of being the victim and being like, oh, fuck this person, whatever. Right. Like, what did I learn from this? Like, how did I grow from this situation? And were you given, like, the same scenario, like, over and over until you learned it? And then, like, a it stopped? Times, yeah, a couple the, times. A couple huh? times, huh? Yeah. They definitely, I've definitely had certain reoccurring themes in my life. Even yeah. now, there's, there's still, like, certain things in my life that I'm working on that I can see them as, like, chronic patterns. Uh, yep. Things that just kind of come into my life over and over again until I until I learn the lesson that needs to be learned. Yeah, you're given certain relationships because you also have to settle the karma with the person. You yeah. probably did something bad, and now you're yeah. here to fix it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how you know that you're an old soul because they say the fresher, younger souls kind of meet their person when they're younger and it's easy, you know, like those high school sweethearts, college right. sweethearts, yada, yada, yada. And then we have people who are like in their 40s, 50s and they're like, I can't find anyone to connect to. Yeah. But I'm like, how? Especially if you're social. This is this is the part I don't get. Like if you're a social person, you go out a lot, right? People are trying to set you up. You go to parties. Yeah. And there's not one person. You tell me, like, you can't connect to one person. Like, what is that? Like, what do you think that is? Why? Um, I think a lot of times it's be- the the person is not willing to open themselves up and be vulnerable. Yeah. And so they, they're too scared to even give it a shot. Yeah. I also think they're just so used to being by themselves life on their own terms and, like, not having someone tell them what to do or have to check in or you know, have to think of somebody for everything. So I've had, I've had older guys tell me that before. Yeah. Like, why I do I need, yeah. Like, why do I need like a, na- a nagging girl? I'm like, that's your mindset. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, I mean, I, yeah, that, that definitely plays a part as well. They, the, people want that complete freedom to never have anyone to tell them like what to do or, Oh, you got to do this now or whatever. They just want to be completely on their own. I guess they've had terrible experiences and they just assume that every girl will be like that. Yeah, yeah. And again, it goes both ways. Like, yeah, a lot of girls feel that way about guys and a lot of guys feel that way about girls. If only we could help change it or help them. But you can only get, you can only change yourself when you want the help. Yeah. When you ask for true. help. I can yeah. be a broken record and go on and on, but still, no one's going to listen until they want it, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's true for like every aspect of life. It's every aspect. Like I, I've had people in my family that have had drug issues, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's one of those situations where you learn that to like an extreme degree because you can do everything you want to help them and be like, "Oh, I love you, man." Like, yeah, you're, you're destroying yourself. Like, you shouldn't do this, but it doesn't it doesn't matter what you say until they get to that point where they they really want to change. It, it means nothing. Uh, I'm sorry. I hope they get all the help they need yeah, for no, everybody. The, per- the specific person I'm talking about is sober now. But oh, great! I'm glad yeah. to hear that. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. But yeah, it can be rough, especially for parents, like parents and their children when they have oh, a child. It's terrible. It's, it's it can be pretty rough. Yeah, I hope that everybody who has that issue gets the help that they need. There's help. Like people need to know that there's help. People will help. There's literally 
so many hotlines now. I'm sure, like, even if money's an issue, there'll be people willing to help out always. So you told me before that your sensitivity and your empathy was not a choice. So elaborate more on that. Uh, not a choice in that it just seemed like something I was born with. Just mm-hmm. like if someone was born with uh, some type of physical disability or something, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's just the, that's just what they had. Uh, yeah. but, but on the same, but at some level, I feel like you do choose, like from the non-physical level, I, I do believe that you choose the lifetime that you incarnate into and you, you, you understand what, what challenges you're going to have when you are born. So it just depends on what level you're looking at it from. Like from the human level, it's like, oh, I just feel like I had this. But from that higher level, I do feel like you make those choices as to what sensitivity you're going to have and what different abilities you're going to have and stuff like that. I love that. That was so well said. Huh. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> do you, did you ever like really fight it? Because in my case, like I fought it for a long time and like my life was, I'm not going to say like, it was a little like rocky in regards to like dealing with people but like once I accepted it I felt so much like I felt free you know like I I also felt like I didn't have a choice I fought it I fought it I fought it because of just like judgment fear of judgment criticism all that but do you feel like people can't really live like their true life purpose unless they like embrace this gift yeah I think that's a big part of it it's acceptance and you just have to the more you try to deny it, the harder your life gets. Not just that, the stronger it gets, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. The stronger, to the point where you're like, well, I don't want, like, I don't want that. That scares me. Like, I came to the point where, like, I was afraid sometimes to go to sleep. Like, I didn't want to sleep because oh, I didn't really want to have dreams that were coming true. Right. There was, yeah. like, yeah, one week I would just, like, wake up with some insane dream and then, okay, a week or two later, every dream came true to the detail. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now that I've embraced it, they come and go. And I think they give me important messages, but they're not, like, in my face and overwhelming me. Yeah. To the point, like, I wake up and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so, so drained. Like, <laughs> yeah. do you have that experience with dreams uh, at all? Uh, as far as dreams coming true? Mm-hmm. yeah just having uh, like really intense lucid dreams and then them coming true like uh, how does your like how does your gift come out like if you don't mind me asking uh well i would say as well as far as the dreams like i have mm-hmm. a lot of crazy dreams but not necessarily dreams that come true exactly as i have the dream mm-hmm. but as far as like the the way the gift helps me is my ability to relate to a vast diversity of individuals and that I can, I can usually relate with basically anyone, no matter where, what demographic they come from or whether they're or like, I, I usually can become good friends with anyone basically because I, because, because of that sensitivity, I can kind of feel into whatever their specific personality is. And then I'm also very good at helping people to feel the different emotions that they need to feel in order to clear different issues. So I would say those are probably the two main. Your gu- yeah, you guide. 
Yeah. Do you have random people like come up for me? Like on the subway, I have like random people come up to me and just tell me their life problems and call your mom, love your mom. <laughs> yeah, I've had stuff like that before as well. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, like I, think... I just have my whole life story and my whole heart to you. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's because those people, they feel that the energy in your field, that openness that you have. And so they feel so they feel that comfortability to share stuff like that. Is that like also when like psychics can find like other psychics or know who they are just by like looking at them? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think even more than looking at them, it's just the, the feel. The feel, the, right. Yeah. Like, I can tell, I think I can tell when somebody, just by the way they, like, watch me or look at me, I'll be like, yeah, like, what do you see? I'm going to be like, what are your, like, what is your gift? Like, I can tell when somebody is, and, like, if they're really quiet about it. Like, I've told people that. I'm like, I know you see stuff. And they're like, wait, what? Yeah. 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 Like, I just know. It's just something when somebody has it, they just know. They can see it in other people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So... It's fun. I'm really popular at parties. No, no. <laughs> oh, this was so great. Is there anything else that you want to say, give advice to guys who are like growing in their spirituality? Um, yeah, I would just say embrace your sensitivity and, and be vulnerable and see the strength in that. And that I feel like a lot of guys feel like they're going to be weak or be mm-hmm. insufficient in some way if they acknowledge that part of themselves. But you can see it as like another another part of you that it, the more you strengthen that, the more powerful you become, and the more helpful and the more confident you you can become. The more you you get a handle on that aspect of who you are, and so see it as a strength. See it as as like a superpower instead of some love that love 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 like something that is going to cause you to be less of a man or something like that. Beautiful. And where do you see yourself in like five years on your spiritual journey? I think at that point I'll have like my own online business and be mm. helping a lot of people in the same way that I've talked about with you and that being like a Love coach it. or channeling or Reiki healing in, in like more of a pronounced way, uh, I would say. And just also being more healed myself, being more. Love it. Good. Yeah. Having more Great of that confidence. Is that like, is the channeling your favorite? What's your favorite part of it? Like, do you like channeling the most? What do you think is your strength? Uh, I, I really do enjoy channeling, channeling. connecting to like different beings and different consciousnesses Amazing. and stuff like that. That's very exciting to me. Cool. So that'll be like your niche, like your main thing, right? Well, I what you're so, going to yeah. be known for. Yeah, yeah, I feel that too for you, to be honest. Yeah. I'm getting that. Right. Thank you so much for being on. I really enjoyed this conversation, Zach. Yeah, this was awesome. Yeah, thanks. I hope to meet you soon. Of course, my pleasure. I'm really glad that I got you on as my first male guest. I think you gave great perspective on something that a lot of people don't talk about. So I really appreciate you and hope to meet you soon. And good luck with everything. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, good luck with the rest of your podcast and all. Thanks, Zach. All right, talk to you later. Take care. Bye.